This is the Truth and Power Podcast with Ryan Edberg. Did you ever feel in life like the devil's just attacking you or you just can't seem to break free? It seems like you're just going through a hard time after a hard time. And it's hard to trust God when you're going through um, a difficult time because we hear the goodness of God in the Word. We hear that He's for us and not against us. We hear um, just all the positive things in the world. But when it life comes at us and it comes at us hard, it's easy to look at life instead of the Word. And then we try to take the Scripture and we try to line it up with what we're going through in life instead of really lining our lives up with Scripture. We really take the Word and interpret it through the lens of our experiences. And so we believe that God is our healer until we have sickness that we can't overcome. And then we look at it and we're like, well, um, I know that it says that by his stripes we're healed, but I don't have healing. And so this must be something else. And it's easy to kind of look at that. I want to read some stuff uh, for you today out of the word. I want to show you how to win at life um, when it seems like all of hell is coming at you and it's just hard to break uh, free. Um, John 10.10 10 is a famous scripture, um, but it's so important. It says, The thief does not come except for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life, and they might have it more abundantly. Um, so it's really easy here to look at what does the devil do? Uh, three things. He is only come, it says he does not come except to. So this is the only things that he does. Steal, kill, destroy. So what is he up to? Steal, kill, and destroy. Well, So what's the devil trying to do in my life? Steal, kill, destroy. Well, is the devil even after me? No, he's there to steal, kill, and destroy. That's all he's ever going to do. That's all he wants. So, but Jesus says that I have come that they may have life and they might have it more abundantly. So what has Jesus come to do? Give you life and life more abundantly. Well, yeah, but what about the sick? No. What does Jesus come? He's come to give you life and life more. But what about my finances? Have you looked at my finances? Have you looked at my bank account? What is God really trying to show me through this? No, he's come to give you life and life more abundantly. Well, my uncle has got cancer and we prayed for him. And and is God trying to show us something through this? No, he has come to give you life and life more abundantly. Well, what about the sickness? Well, is it stealing? Yes. Is it killing? It's sure trying its best. Is it destroying? Yes. So where does that really come from? We try to overcomplicate stuff way too much and really try to make the word line up with our experiences instead of letting the word of God speak for itself. We try to interpret the word of God um, by our lives instead of interpreting the word of God by the word of God. Um, so you got to look at other scripture to interpret scripture. Even in, uh, you know, Matthew uh, 16, 21 through 23, Jesus is walking with his disciples headed to um, Jerusalem, and he, he's going in there to, to suffer many things and going to be killed. And he's telling his disciples, hey, I'm going to go and suffer, I'm going to die, and I'll be raised on the third day. And even Peter takes him aside and looks at him and rebukes Jesus. Now, that takes some guts is to pull Jesus aside and rebuke Jesus. And he was really speaking to him and saying, Lord, this isn't going to happen to you. You know, this isn't, 
This is not going to happen. This is not how it's going to go. And Jesus looks at him and looks at Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. Now, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're walking with him every day. How would it feel to have Jesus look you in the eyes and say, get behind me, Satan? You see, a lot of scripture um, talks about we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but we wrestle with, you know, the darkness, spiritual warfare. There's different things that happen, and sometimes we don't even know that there's an enemy out there that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy, that we're just sitting there, you know, taking whatever comes at us as it would, and we don't fight back. Um, you know, Jesus was able to look into the situation here and see that it wasn't even just Peter talking here, that Satan was trying to get at him. And how many of us, you know, can be influenced by um, the devil or a demonic um, presence? And I'm not saying you're demon-possessed or anything like that. I don't think Peter was demon-possessed at all. I think that we can be influenced by thoughts or by words from the devil. And and what do I mean by that? Anything that is contradictory of the word of God is an, a demonic influence in your life. Um, that's why we have a huge problem today um, with depression and uh, suicide and cutting and self-worth and anxiety. It's literally because there's thoughts in your head that contradict the word. If you look in the uh, early parts of, of the devil, and what did he do? Everything that the devil has ever tried to do to destroy people, try to steal, kill, and destroy from them, he's tried to get them to do it by not believing the word. So Adam and Eve in the garden, the first thing that he said to them is, did God really say? Questioning the word of God. The same thing where uh, G Satan took up uh, Jesus and he said, isn't it written or doesn't it say like this? And he's trying to twist scriptures so that Jesus would bow down to him. He even said, hey, here's every, here's um, all the nations of the world. Here's the world. I'll give it back to you if you bow down to me. And Jesus said, it is written at confronting the devil and his tricks, trying to say, hey, I know what you're trying to do here and contradict the word, but here it is written. And so what we need to do, um, that when there's thoughts that come in our head that are not of God, how do you know they're not of God? Because they don't line up with scripture. You know, you feel like you're not going to make it. You feel like um, there's a never ending battle. You feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. You feel that is opposite of the word of God. You feel like your sickness is going to last forever. You feel like you're never going to get out of poverty. You feel like these bills are never going to, that is a hundred percent against the word of God. And so you know where it's coming from, but we don't understand that. We've, we just think that, well, I'm just looking at my circumstances. And so I've got to, you know, instead of reading the word and letting that change my life, I've really got to, you know, just try to figure stuff out, knowing that the word is good. It's a good book. They're good stories, but it really doesn't have the power to change where I'm at. You know, how big is your God for real? I mean, how big is your God? Did he speak everything into existence or did he not? And so any situation that you're going through, um, you know, just be very aware of this. Be aware that there's an enemy that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy from you. Um, 
And another thing, you know, know that there's people around you that once the devil realizes that he can't get to you, he's going to speak to those around you. The devil tried to tempt Jesus face to face. When he couldn't do that, he used Peter here. And Jesus literally had to rebuke him and say, get behind me, Satan. You didn't win the first time. You're not going to win again here. And so when you're you realize that there's going to be family members that try to come against something that you're doing or try to bring doubt or try to bring fear or try to bring, you know, we hear God call us to do something. The first thing that we do is usually run and ask people around us what they think. Um, who cares what they think? You know, when uh, God told Moses to go in and take the promised land, the first thing he did was send in 12 spies. Um, that's the first mistake because... God said to do it, and then he sent in to get man's opinion. And so the man came back and said, we can't do it. We're grasshoppers in their sight. And Moses ended up wandering for 40 years instead of entering into the promised land. So for you, it doesn't matter. You know, there's people that are influenced by uh, the devil or demonic thoughts, anything that's against the word of God. I call that demonic um, because it's literally coming against the things of God. And so what we need to see here is if God has called you to do something, do it. You don't need to go out and, and give the devil a foothold and ask, you know, 10 people that don't even know what they believe, what they think of your situation. Who cares? Um, you're looking at uh, Deuteronomy 30, 19 real kit. Uh, 3019 real quick it says i call heaven and earth as my witness today against you that i have set before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore choose life that you uh both you and your descendants may live so literally god's saying here here there's life and death set before you there's blessing and there's cursing here i'm gonna make it simpler for you i'm gonna give you the answer choose life i love that um, we have choices in life. Just because God is wanting to bless you, just because God has paid it all, just because that everything that God can take um, all things and turn it to good for those that love God, just because there's a bad situation doesn't mean God can't turn it for good. doesn't mean that God brought it upon you. He's literally telling you that there's choices in life. There's, there's things that can come against you. There's blessing and cursing here. Choose life. How do you choose life? You're choosing to stick with the word. You're choosing to renew your mind. You're choosing um, the things of God over the influence. So the devil is trying to attack you at all times. Um, and there's another scripture here. First uh, Peter 5, uh, 7 through 9, it says, Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh around, seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions, uh, afflictions are a accomplished in your brethren that are also in the world. So it really says here that he is walking around seeking whom he may devour, who he can destroy. We went through what the devil does, but he's going to seek whom he can destroy, because he doesn't even know. There's some Christians that have accepted Jesus Christ, and he can still destroy them because they don't even know what they believe. You know, you say you believe in healing, but yet as soon as the devil pushes a hot spot for you and puts a little bit of sickness, you're like, well, 
it must not work like this because I'm feeling it. And so he's seeking whom he may devour, and you're giving him an inroad in to say, I don't believe the word of God. So he's won again with his same trick, getting you to um, go against the word of God by what you feel. So he'll put stuff on top of us to give us that opportunity to change what the word says. And so he's going to test Christians. You know, he knows who you are in Christ. The devil knows who you are in Christ. He was there when uh, Jesus formed you and created you and breathed life into Adam. Um, he knows who you are in Christ. He knows that you were made in the image of God. See, that, that's not what scares him um, because he knows who you are in Christ. What scares him is that you'll figure it out because it's easy to walk around and deceive people that don't even know what they have. It's easy to trick people and to get them to not believe the word of God when people don't believe the word of God or don't know what the word of God says or don't even read the word of God. So how are you going to believe in a promise if you don't know the promise exists? Because you haven't read the word. You're not studying the word. You're not trying to find out what God has for you and look for the promises that are yours. Look in uh, James 3.16. It says, For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Um, anger or bitterness is what uh, strife means. So if you're looking at strife, it's anger uh, or a bitter disagreement over fundamental issues, or it means conflict. How many times has the devil brought, brought conflict into our lives, or anger, or bitterness, or something towards us? It says here that every evil work is in that. There's confusion in every evil work. So the devil is trying to put stuff on us all the time, but we don't re realize that he's trying to um, devour us. Now, I want to end with this and show you something very strong, because literally, how are we going to win then? So I want you to look at Revelations 12, and it's uh, 7 through 12. And a lot of people look at Revelation, and it is Revelation, not Revelations. One Revelation from John the Revelator. And this is literally, there's people think that it's end times. Well, this wasn't end times. I believe that Jesus or God just showed him everything. And so literally right here, this is not talking about end time prophecy. This is John the Revelator seeing the beginning. And this is what he says. It says, and there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven, and the great dragon was cast out, and the old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in the heavens, Now is come salvation, strength, and the kingdom of our God. And the power of Christ, for the accuser of their brethren is cast down, which accused them before our, our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to you, inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows that, uh, that he hath but a short time. There's so much in here. This is powerful. Because John the Revelator is seeing stuff. He, God is showing him everything. And he's seen how they defeat the devil. He's seen how the saints 
it's not just end time that he's seen. He's um, God is showing him devil being cast down. He's showing that the angels fall. He's showing them that they're falling on earth. And then he's seeing the saints believing because he literally says here, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God for the power of his Christ. Uh, he's showing, he's seeing all this stuff. You imagine what he's seeing and he's looking at them fighting in heaven. He's looking at um, the devil getting upset and he knows the scripture. He sees all this stuff and it says that woe to you inhabitants of the earth because he's cast down. And it says that he's so angry with great wrath because he knows he's got just a short time. The devil's got a little bit of time. So John the Revelator's seen all this stuff. He's watching it play out in front of him like a movie. He's seen him cast down. You know, I can't imagine the fear of seeing all this stuff. And then all of a sudden he sees, now's come salvation. Which is that? Now's come Jesus Christ. And then comes strength because of Jesus Christ. And then the kingdom of our God, even in the Lord's Prayer, it says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. People forget that part. They think, well, I got to be healed in heaven. I got to have uh, prosperity and healing. I've got to have the blessings in heaven. No, on earth as it is in heaven. Is there any need in heaven? Is there any sickness in heaven? No. What did Jesus pay for then? We can't just sit there and not believe and not believe and not believe and say we're believers. God really wants to set us free, paid for it all. The, under his new covenant, you know, there was a curse in Deuteronomy 28. And then there's a blessing in Deuteronomy 28. And the, the blessing of Abraham comes when you fulfill all of the law. Well, who was blessed then? Nobody. Nobody could fulfill the law. So how is anybody going to be blessed? Because Jesus fulfilled the law and became the curse for us. So now we are redeemed from the curse and the blessings of Abraham come upon us because of Jesus Christ. And so now that we are in Christ, we fulfilled the law, which qualifies us for the blessings of Abraham. And if you look through and read of what the blessings of Abraham is, it's not just a spiritual blessing. There's so much more that went with it. He God is saying, these are my people. Um, that kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, it's, there's scripture that talks about as he is um, in this world, so are we. Um, you can't just throw scripture like that out because you're going through a hard time. But how did, so John the Revelator seeing all this stuff and he's seeing the devil getting angry and then he sees us start to win. He sees Jesus come and then strength come and then the kingdom of our God come through the power of Christ. And then what does he say? I, and they overcame him. Why? How? It says by the blood of the lamb. What's the blood of the lamb? The blood of the lamb is anything that Jesus paid for and anything and if you want, go check out uh, the podcast, High Priest. We talk a little bit more about that, the blood. But the blood of the lamb, anything that Jesus paid for, and the word of their testimony. Well, what about just the blood of the lamb? No. What about the word of their testimony? 
You see, what is the word of their testimony? What's a testimony? You go into court and you say, Your Honor, I saw it. This is what happened. Uh, this is true. Uh, you know, I put my hand on the Bible and I swear that this is true, even though some people lied that. But a testimony is what has happened. And so what are the two things here that they overcame the devil with? The blood of the lamb paired with what are they saying to be true? What are your confessions? What are you saying? What are you speaking? You see, it's not just about what he paid for, but what are you saying about it? It's what what you believe to be true. You see, even Paul said that the word was preached to them as well as unto you, but to them it did no good because it wasn't mixed with their faith. You know, it, the same scripture, the same word is read to many people, but it only works for those who actually take hold of it and make the word theirs. The people that just hear it, it's good information. You know, you could go into the hospital dehydrated and the doctor can say, you're dehydrated, you need to drink water. And you're like, okay, I, I, I'm hearing what you're saying. But if you don't take it and go get a drink of water or let them fill you with fluids, you can die having the correct information, but not making it a reality. And the word of God, a lot of people are hearing it, but not making it their reality, not making it the word of God, but making it a book. And if we look at it as the word of God, then this all starts to make sense by we can overcome them by the blood of the lamb and what we know to be true, what we believe in by the word of their testimony. So we believe in the blood of the lamb. We believe in the finished works of Jesus Christ. Everything that he paid for, we believe in that. And so now we defeat Satan with that. And he's upset because he knows he's got just a little bit of time to take you out. And he's doing a good job because a lot of people don't know that he's walking around seeking to destroy. They, they know that he's not, that he's just, you know, hanging out. And, you know, have you ever wondered why, um, you know, well, I've never even bumped into the devil. Maybe you're swimming in the same direction as him. You know, you should be seeing something happen. Like, well, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, why wouldn't they happen even more if there's an enemy that's trying to destroy them? You know, I often think if bad things are happening, you know, people say, well, what did he do wrong? Now, my question would be, what are they doing right? That the enemy is trying to destroy them and take them out. Let's stand with them and pray with them. So I wanted to encourage you today, this is how they won. This is how they defeated the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So believe in Jesus and realize that there's an enemy that is trying to steal, kill, and destroy, but God has come to give you life and life more abundantly or life to the full. He is a good God. He paid for it all. Believe him today. To keep up with everything Ryan has going on, go to KingdomYouthConference.com or follow him at Facebook.com slash Ryan Edberg Music.